Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitrals podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a life coach, podcaster, designer, and the founder of Blythe Mitrals. <laughs> what you need to know about me is that I'm a little quirky, v-spiritual, crazy chatty, and uber passionate about living in true alignment and the art of simpatico. I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, books, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season Spirituality 101, where I give you the introductions needed to help you dive into the spiritual world and become aligned with who you truly are. If you'd like to dive in deeper with a budding community, we now have the Blythe Mitrals Patreon, focused on bringing you monthly support and tapping into your alignment, whether that's through leveling up that wardrobe, fine-tuning your soulpreneurship, or getting crystal clear on what makes you your magical self. Once we get our first 15 Patreons, we'll start to release bonus episodes, gab sessions, and whatever else delights the Founding 15. If you want to be a part of the Founding 15, head on over to the Patreon and subscribe today. You know it's going to be epic. And with that, I say, let's get started with today's episode. Woo! Thank goodness. That took forever. <laughs> I want to start this episode off by telling you how proud I am that you have made it this far and also how honored I am that you have chosen me to be your companion in your spiritual journey. What a blessing to make it through this with you. You are amazing. You are incredible. And it has in so many ways been a long road for us to get here, to get to episode 19 of this 20 episode class if you will. Now, I'm going to remind you of this a few times in this episode, but to put it simply, the purpose of this class is to wrap up your introductions to these spiritual practices that we have become acquainted with and pivot the conversation into our purpose and mindset in approaching them. The guests we have today are really going to help us ground that and become more familiar when it's time to dive further into our spirituality. Really juicy stuff. And truly, it's like you're getting two episodes in one. First, we cover the spiritual practices, and then we get into exploring spirituality as a whole. So, so good. To help you register and get your mind aligned, I'll have a music clip informing you that we're pivoting. But just one more note. We ran into some technical difficulties when recording this episode, but being the editing whiz that I am, I was able to get the audio to where it needed to be for you. Except for there is a clicking sound that hops on the track from time to time. Just a a, a click, click, click. There's also a couple brief echoes. It shouldn't be too distracting or take you out of it, but it may make you think that you've got a notification or something might be off with your headphones. And I don't want you stressing as you listen, you know? So our guests today have such grounding magic to share. So I hope that you have compassion as you listen and feel the love that was put into this discussion, regardless of the clicking or echo sound. As always, if you do enjoy the episode, please rate, 
leave a review, and share with all of your friends. It makes an incredible difference with the impact we are able to have with this podcast and our growing community. Thank you, bitch. Appreciate you. I am beyond stoked to have two amazing, beautiful female divine here on the podcast. So who I have to help us talk about sound bathing, hypnotherapy, Reiki, and just a general continuation of what it means to explore and your spiritual path and your spiritual journey. Well, who I have to help me talk about that, the beautiful, amazing Hannah Exner, the founder of Three Moon Collective. And I have my beautiful birthday twin, (laughs) Emily Wittenhagen, the founder of Breeze Holistic. Two magical, magical women here today. Thank you guys so much for being here, for joining me. And uh, just welcome, 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 welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yes. Yes. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Hannah, I want to throw it at you and I want would love for you to give a more in-depth introduction to Three Moon and the beautiful practices that you take on. Yeah. I mean, thank you already for such an epic introduction. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like Brittany Marie mentioned, my name is Hannah and I'm the founder of Three Moon Collective. Um, and what Three Moon Collective is, is both a, a community and a resource for people who are wellness curious and people who provide wellness services. Um, and a lot of them share those same characteristics. Um, so what I was really seeking when creating Three Moon Collective was, was a space for people to approach wellness in a way that was um, accessible and not intimidating um, and made people feel really comfortable exploring. Um, and so that is the space that Emily and I have set out to, to create uh, through events, private membership communities, um, sharing what's going on in the wellness scene, uh, and general education and information. Oh, beautiful. Like, I know that you've done the introduction a couple times, but it's just so good. <laughs> um, Emily, I want to throw it at you, and I would love for you to introduce your side of things and what you practice in Breeze Holistic. Yeah, happy to. So, um, so to start with Breeze Holistic, um, so what I do with Breeze Holistic is um, I'm a nutritionist and herbalist and hypnotherapist. Um and I should mention, since we're going to be talking about sound, sound bathing and sound therapy, that's um, also an element. Um, and so it's kind of, um, my mantras are kind of like trusting in traditional medicine to offer simple, powerful ways of healing. Um, and really, my hope is just always for people to feel whole as, you know, a physical and emotional and energetic being. Um, and if you both know, um, a lot of what I am inspired by is nature, nature therapy. And during the before times I was doing a lot of that with clients. So (laughs) I look forward to getting back to that, but, um, but that kind of speaks to my, uh, inspiration for sort of the other, um, kind of mantra is just the wish for people to feel, the way that you do when you walk into a forest, just like calm and free and full possibilities. Um, And so I have brought these different practices together in a way that has felt right to me as far as like whole person care. Um, And so that's, those are the things that I've 
come together for me um, and felt like they can offer, you know, body, mind, spirit. Um, and then when it comes to Three Moon Collective, I feel really honored to be, um, you know, working with Hannah um, in this community or even just say communities. Um, and I joined last fall as basically, I just think of it as, um, I always say it's just kind of like helping support Hannah's brainchild because, you know, <laughs> Hannah started this a couple of years ago and I came on later on and, um, the things that we started working on together had a lot to do with, like Hannah spoke to like inclusion, accessibility, um, and, you know, community building. So, um, so my title became director of community and inclusion, and that just kind of encompasses um, a lot of what we're trying to do with the collective is just bring in a lot of inclusion um, and just build community. So, and it's been incredible, especially during this year to have access to um, this incredible community that, you know, all of us are a part of because um, we've needed it more than ever <laughs> um, this past year. So I just feel really lucky and um, to be a part of it. Yeah, oh, I hear you. You know, I am a collective member of Three Moon Collective. Uh, so, you know, I was just talking with Hannah earlier this week, I think, or maybe last week. Um, but I was just talking to her about how proud I am, right, to be a part of this community, whether I am, you know, always directly taking you know, action within the community or not, just the fact that I get to be a member and send, you know, my contribution every month is such a privilege for me. It's such a, it's such a, a, an immense joy because of the impact that is being created. And I think, yes, diversifying and supporting that with your Jedi movement. I mean, absolutely. More so than that, just the collective, the holistic viewpoint of what Three Moon is and to have the extension and the relationships that it provides, it's just total magic. And I really feel that once I joined the collective, I really jumped in a lot of ways as far as you know, really diving into the spiritual journey and diving into m even more spiritual uh, practices because I think that, you know, a big point that I come into time and time again with everything that I've been sharing with you, dear listeners, is that, you know, this stuff, like, it can be intimidating. And some of it can seem really sexy and some of it can seem really fun and some of it can seem really daunting really overwhelming and not accessible. So the whole point here is to bring that accessibility and to be connected over and over again and to be shown a space where this is regular, where this is normal, where this can be a thing. I just, that that is one of the biggest kicks for me. And, you know, it's it's part of the reason why, or perhaps the reason why, I wanted you two to come forward together and help me have this conversation um, to again, ground some different ways that you guys can continue on in your explorative process if these sound attractive to you. And if they don't, to continue on and find what other practices do sound attractive to you as you continue to explore and evolve. 
Um, as a little bit of a bonus, you two have both been on my uh, other podcast, Spiritual Bitches of Seattle. So um, this episode is more so geared towards, you know, again, that exploration. Um, but I highly, highly encourage you, dear listeners, to go and listen to their episodes. I reference Hannah's episode all the time, talking about wellness and talking about, you know, the, the idea of like self-care everywhere and what does that really mean to you. And I love talking about Emily's episode and her exploration through what it really means to be in your own grounding, to be in your own alignment, and to think about the the things that you have around you and what is accessible and what is unified within you, tapping into those roots. Um, so if you're looking for more information, I highly, highly, highly suggest those. Uh, I would even say make it homework. Um, <laughs> but, you know, taking this forward and looking at, you know, what can be really nourishing for the trifecta, I think, I think that's what, for me, when I look at things like sound bathing, hypnotherapy, and Reiki, I think of them as practices that are supplementary. Something that is a practice all on its own is meditation, right? And sound bathing is, I think, a way for us to dive in deeper and to balance our energy centers and to dive further into what meditation can provide for us. That's how I view it. I mean, I could be wrong, right? And so that's why I wanted to bring it to you. You know, hypnotherapy helps you bring more consciousness to your um, inner subconsciousness, right? To unlock pathways that maybe weren't as accessible to you, you know, as before, you know, diving further into your inner divine practice. Um, or how, you know, with Reiki, Reiki again is, you know, balancing your energy centers and kind of freeing your body. That's how I look at it. Do you think, do you think that they are supplementary? Do you think they could be like full, like solely practiced on their own within their own focus? Like as you would with tarot or with astrology or human design? I think for for me, I view all of these practices as supplementary um, because I think my the main thing that I'm doing here is is being, and then these other practices contribute to that that well being. Um, and so I'm the type of person I don't go all in on one practice. Um, Emily might have a different story, and others might have different views on this as well. But for me, all of these practices are supplementary and tools that I pull on depending on how I'm feeling at any given moment. Um, so I think, and they take, you know, different significance in my life, depending on where I'm at. Um, so in my view, they all are, um, and they're all in the toolbox. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. And, um, and I would agree with the idea that, uh, speaking to hypnotherapy and sound therapy, they are definitely ways of going deeper. Um, and when you talk about, you know, practices that can be done all on their own. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't like Hannah spoke to, I don't think it's, um, that most of us are practicing one single thing, you know, for our well-being, for our healing. Um, we're finding things that work for us at that, at that time in our lives. Um, and, but definitely with, um, hypnotherapy and sound bathing. So, 
say for with sound bathing, um, I have found it a great supplement to meditating because for me, meditating in silence is difficult. And I really like the immersion of sound bathing that it, that it offers because it, 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 it allows you to be really immersed in the moment of, okay, I'm meditating. And it also, you know, the sound frequencies add this other element of healing. So I love that about it. And hypnotherapy was, you know, for me, something that I did seek out as a way to go deeper with clients when it came to things like um, emotional wellness and how that relates to um, mind and body health and all of that. So that's been, I guess I would say in some ways it's supplementary, although um, like Hannah said, some people may see these things, may answer this question differently. Um, but it is supplementary in that it's, um, it's definitely a way to go deeper. And like, for instance, for someone who is in talk therapy, I have a lot of clients who come for hypnotherapy that are in talk therapy. And so they're, and I really encourage that they go hand in hand really well. So, um, they can, that can be a supplement to talk therapy, for instance, where you're like, okay, I'm talking about all of these things in my conscious state with my therapist. And then we're going a little deeper into the subconscious in ways that then may contribute to what you explore in your your talk therapy. So yeah, I would agree with kind of everything that both of you said. Yeah, you know, as you guys were talking, I think I think that is like the element of of going deeper into the practice and I think going deeper into what is subconsciously there, but we are afraid to consciously draw out um perhaps. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be a fear. Um, but looking at what are ways that we can draw out and support our grounding through this very expansive and again, sometimes daunting adventure of just being spiritual. (laughs) Um, So I think looking at it from that perspective, and I think Hannah, to your point, you know, I, I don't necessarily look at things as fully supplementary, but you might change my mind, right? Like, you know, (laughs) you might've just changed my mind as far as, uh, you know, the way we we approach it. You know, I I like to use the example of Enneagram. You know, if you are familiar with that personality type system or like, you know, just an archetype system, um, you know, the way that you access your Enneagram is it's, it's a door into the entirety of how you can operate. We are all the numbers. It's just that there is a specific door of how we I would say normally or regularly operate to walk into, to step into any of those pathways. Um, and so I think there's a way that we can look at it like that too, with, with this idea of exploring spirituality through practices and exercises in the way that you have so described, Hannah. Um, so that is really cool. I have to think about that for a minute. Um, (laughs) again, and I, I wanted to bring forward sound therapy, hypnotherapy and Reiki, because I think that they are kind of like the next steps after all of the things that we've talked about. And so, um, you know, Emily, I would love to throw it to you and I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what the heck is sound bathing? (laughs) (laughs) Right. What the heck is that? So 
So what is sound therapy? So um, yes, it can involve uh, sound bowls, but it can also involve just using things like sound frequencies that are, you know, abundantly available on you know, Spotify and YouTube, um, et cetera. So it's usually using something like a soundscape, you know, uh, um, with the sound bowls, it's just this really clear um, frequency. So I think of it as use of frequencies, you know, and the beauty of these is that they play with the brain waves um, that we, you know, that we all have operating and there's five of them. And to give an example, it's like right now and in our waking state, what we're typically our brain waves that are active are our beta waves, you know, so they're when we're alert, when we're really kind of like moving through our days. Um, but it also can be that if we're, our minds are sort of overactive, kind of feeling cluttered, that's when there's kind of like lots of brain waves going and uh, beta waves, I should say. And so I mean, I feel that way these days and I'm in the process of moving. I mean, it's a good example of like, there's so much to think about. There's a lot of beta waves. And so um, the, the beautiful thing that sound therapy and sound bathing can do is um, it brings down those beta waves in this really beautiful way. And it brings up theta and alpha waves. And those are the waves of, you know, deep relaxation. They're the waves that um, you know, before we're falling asleep, while we're meditating, um, they really bring those up. Um, and there's the same waves that are going on when you're in hypnosis. So they, they kind of go together um, when, it, when you talk about hypnotherapy. And so in our, we need that. We, know we need moments of that deep relaxation, um, you know, like now more than ever. Uh, so it gives us this gift of those moments of deep relaxation and it lends itself as you can imagine and how we've talked about to meditation because you know meditation it also does that and this just really deepens that experience and really immerses you in it um, so I've been a huge fan of sound therapy for my own you know mental well-being for a long time um, I discovered it during grad school and I was had all the beta waves going and was you know anxious and busy and and cluttered in my mind and this was a really a helpful tool, um, and so for um, things like anxiety or just kind of like overwhelm or feeling preoccupied, it's an incredible tool. And what I love about actually all of these things we're talking about is like they don't really have sad, bad side effects. You know what I mean? It's not like <laughs> you can't really. Um, they can only pretty much do good and um so that's a really wonderful thing it's like if someone you know comes to you and is struggling say with um mental like emotional balance or mental wellness um it's great to try tools that just don't have side effects as like almost the first as a foundation so in some ways it's not like the next step sometimes it's to me for it's it's the first steps um, so that before you might introduce, you know, things like that you're going to ingest, um, whether that's through your diet or through supplements or through herbs, um, sometimes just starting with these things is really great. So anything? Um, I think 
one thing that I will add is having experienced uh, sound healing from Emily um, and also from some other members of our collective um, is that especially, I mean, it's always so much better when it's in person, um, but it's still been very potent and powerful in the virtual space um, because even if the, the sound quality is wonky uh, or you can't really feel the vibrations, um, still you can still feel that healing energy that's being transmitted. Um, and we've gotten such great feedback from people who are like, wow, I didn't know I could have that same, a similar kind of experience, you know, within my own home uh, just by, you know, experiencing a sound bath virtually. So that's one thing I think is pretty cool about this practice is it can be enjoyed so many different ways. Yeah, that's been one great thing to discover this past year is, you know, I've done a lot of experimenting with how to share sound bathing virtually, and it's taken a lot of troubleshooting, but, um, and it is, uh, it's a different experience than being in person, like Anna said, um, but it still can be incredibly healing. And um, some of the beauty of it is just that you can be in your own home you know you can even be in your own bed so that, that's different than when you're like going to a location in person um and so that's that's what i would that's been one really wonderful thing to discover <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Side note, you know, um, I am starting to look more into more into the quantum and like quote unquote, the quantum. Um, and there's definitely research or answers as far as why that effect is so strong. Um, when you start diving into that and I want to be hesitant. I don't really want to get into why that is because one, I'm still comprehending <laughs> it. And two, I think that is just a completely different conversation. But um, if that piques your interest, like why are we able to connect virtually in such a potent way, um, then definitely look up the quantum and just start reading some more bits about that. <laughs> yeah, that's going deep quantum science. That's fascinating, though. I know, isn't it? It's such a oh trip. Oh my god, I'm so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one other thing I forgot to mention that I think is important, just briefly, with the sound um, therapy and sound bathing, is the the different frequencies are like you talked about earlier, I think before we were recording, but you were talking about the chakra system. Um, a lot of the different frequencies align with the different chakra systems. So for instance, um, like a low frequency, that's the biggest bowl in my sound bowl set that is, you know, root chakra aligned. And so it's really cool to work specifically with um, the frequencies to say, if you're looking for grounding, then there's certain frequencies that are really helpful for that. If you're looking for heart healing, there are certain frequencies that are really helpful for that. And if you're looking, you know, um, to go more connect to the divine and third eye energy, like there's frequencies for that. So it's, it's really interesting the way that they can be used in kind of niche specific ways, um, depending on what you might be needing to call in, you know, at that moment. See, this is exactly why I wanted to bring you two on because that is so something that I've missed. And this is the first, this, I'm learning that. That is something that I just learned. So that is really cool. And that makes me think like, ooh, <laughs> um, anything that helps me connect deeper to my inner divine. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I feel like oh, I'm yeah. a junkie for. <laughs> That's your bag. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, you've kind of thrown in hypnotherapy a little bit here and there, and I would love to just dive right in and for us to explore what is hypnotherapy and is it like you clucking like a chicken? Um, how, how do we ground that and how can we practice that? Yeah, that's funny. Um, it's uh, it's not clucking like a chicken, you know, unless you <laughs> want to be. Um, there, like, so hypnotherapy, um, and and I'll, there's a lot of misconceptions, and so um, always when I work with someone, I'll send them, you know, notes on hypnotherapy, dispelling some of the misconceptions that we might have, you know, gleaned from TV or, um, you know, entertainer hypnosis, um, and so, but hypnotherapy is working with um exploring the subconscious you know you go into a hypnotic state um and it's a place where so many of our emotions and our long-term memories and our intuition um resides and these places where our beliefs and habits and um patterns that we may have developed way early on in life um have are kind of able to be explored in a deeper way. Um, and so a great use of hypnotherapy is, you know, reshaping earlier beliefs, for instance, or, um, you know, reframing patterns, you know, that if you're, if you've had a lifelong pattern of say, um, like I was just working with someone on, uh, this is a very common thing, that you know, you're choosing a romantic partner as being a pattern that doesn't serve you, breaking that pattern and exploring why that is. And it often goes back to early life. But then other uses, um, the reason I kind of started pursuing it after you know working with nutrition and working with herbal medicine is this piece to go deeper on um, relationship to your body you know, and relationship to food, which is a big one that can go way, way back. And then just in a larger sense, like relationship to self, whether it has to do with self-worth um, or like body image or, um, you know, relationship to like the way that you approach uh, eating or might, might feel towards eating. What, what can it be useful for? That's a big question, right? And so, um, like I talked about, you know, if you're, if you're working with a talk therapist, it can be a great supplement to that. Um, because then you can, you can explore and kind of discover some, discover things through the subconscious that then you might want to further explore, you know, through in your conscious waking state with your therapist. Right. Um, but definitely so self image relationship to self body image relationship to body what I call food feelings, relationship to food, <laughs> um, reframing living, limiting beliefs, habits, patterns that don't serve your highest good. Um, and then I love the whole tapping into inner intuitions. That's a huge thing that so many people are talking about this past year, which I love is just intuition. How do we access it? How do we trust it? Um, how do we hear that inner voice? Um, and so that's a great use for something like hypnotherapy is just tapping into, you know, the power and wisdom within us for giving us clarity, direction, um, and just kind of general empowerment. Um, and then a big one that I, that is 
pretty common to work with people on is just like dispelling feelings to do with um, worthiness, um, inadequacy, or feeling stuck, um, or, you know, like disconnected, that kind of thing. Um, And then lastly, one great kind of, I guess, almost secondary, although this is such a common thing where at the end of a session, someone's like, I feel so much lighter. And that's because what going into the hypnotic state does is it takes that filter away of the conscious mind where we are able to really release a lot of emotions very freely with hypnosis. And so there's so much that we store up um, that whether it be, you know, whether it's tears or it's anger, I love when people release anger. Um, It's not something that we always feel comfortable releasing and it can be so cathartic, like a real, you know, like therapeutic just yell is amazing. And so, um, so there's many, many ways that it can be used, but just like as this almost like a secondary thing that usually happens is you've released a lot of emotions through the process and you arrive at a place of being feeling much lighter. And a lot of people talk about, you know, somatics. And I think that's a really, it's very related to what I'm talking about is the idea that emotions and, you know, old stuff gets stuck in the body. And, it, you know, if it festers and stays there, it can lead to, you know, imbalance. And so it's great to release. It feels amazing. So that's kind of just um, some of the uses. And, and then just briefly to dispel some of the misconceptions is like, you know, yeah, um, you remember all of what happens like 99% of the time. It's not really like in the movies where someone comes out of hypnosis and they don't have any idea what just happened. <laughs> that's not what happens. <laughs> and I understand that's a fear because we see that, you know, I think of like Donnie Darko and the way that it's portrayed. It's like, that's typically not what's happening. If you don't remember, it's probably because you might've fallen asleep or something. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's not mind control. You know, if you're not going to cook like a chicken, unless you like kind of, unless you want to. (laughs) Um, And so you're, especially with the way that I practice it is you're in control. You're in control, like where it goes. I'm just kind of a guide. Um, and a space holder. And a lot of it begins with safe resourcing. So um, it's the, what I learned was heart centered hypnotherapy. So it really is based in like, it's very trauma informed because, you know, a lot of trauma gets explored. And so resourcing you with feelings of safety, first and foremost, is very important. So that if there is trauma that comes up, we can even bring back these safe resources so that you can um, continue to feel safe through the process. Um, And so lastly, I'll just say that makes me think of one wonderful thing with hypnotherapy is that the less, um, the more challenging emotions can be very useful in hypnotherapy. So something like fear can actually be used as a very useful kind of bridge to get to a source of why is that fear? Why has that fear been there for a long time in your life? And where is it coming from? And so these more less fun, maybe emotions are extremely useful. So you build feeling of safety, 
where you can feel that fear and understand it better in a safe place. So, um, so I'll leave it at that. I mean, there's so much to say, but um, I think that's hopefully a good summary. Oh my gosh, that's an excellent summary. And I am now, so Brian and I, side note, are um, are now watching uh, uh, the, the, the Marvel movies. And so we, we watched Doctor Strange recently. I don't know if you've seen Doctor Strange. Have you guys seen Doctor Strange? it's the most spiritual one so of course it's my favorite um it's like bringing magic in like a really cool way so i highly recommend it also i mean it's benedict cumberbatch and he's amazing in everything that he does um i did see that i saw that in the ballard theater you did okay yeah yeah. i remember so i watched it i watched it just the other day and um there is like this this bit in it where you can astral project and of course they they show it in ways that I think you know I mean it's fiction but it does make me think of like hypnotherapy as kind of like that that push that astral projection if you will and as far as like again having that control and having that sensation and I'm speaking from personal experience I have done hypnotherapy um with two different practitioners and Emily you are one of those practitioners and that was such an incredible and releasing session that I had with you it has been a gift that just keeps on giving and that was at this point I think months ago um so I I would highly highly recommend it and it's just it's so revealing of things that you don't understand that you are still holding on to like it's just again bringing awareness to things you had no idea that you needed to be aware of it's so powerful it really is yeah I well during my training I was just so blown away the entire time because I was both the you know the client and the um and the practitioner and I was able to witness other people's sessions and and then as I've been practicing it I continue to be blown away almost every single time I will say every time um I'm blown away by it so it's truly amazing uh and I'm glad you had a great experience and it can be you know for much time afterwards it can be really interesting what continues to come up so we hold a lot we hold a lot, so it's great to explore it. It's great to release some of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I really love this practice, yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of, like, holding on to things, especially physically, I'm going to turn now to you, Hannah, beautiful, beautiful Hannah. And, um, you know, I would love for you to, you know, I know that you are a, someone who practices Reiki personally, right? But I would love to like, you know, turn this to you and, you know, giving this to you with the anchor of releasing, um, talking about like, what the heck is Reiki? (laughs) Yeah, that is a great question and one that I am still answering for myself. Um, And because I think, you know, energy work as a whole, it can be hard to grasp. Um, It can be kind of nebulous. And, uh, and that was how I first wanted to start exploring Reiki because I was hearing about it. And that's what I kept asking, like, what the heck is that? And I would ask people and it's, no one could really explain it to me. They just said, oh, you just have to experience it for yourself. Um, and even <laughs> experiencing it for myself, it's still, 
uh, but still didn't really answer my questions. Um, and so some of it is, there is definitely an element of, of mystery there, um, as there always is when we're dealing with, with energy and things that are kind of beyond our comprehension on this physical plane. Um, but what Reiki is, what it's defined as, it's a, um, a Japanese healing technique. Um, and uh, I actually have the have the definition of the word pulled up here um, because it's a, it's a Japanese word. Um, so the word rei um, means universal life and ki means energy. Um, and so how you, how you practice Reiki is it's, you're usually laying your hands on someone. Um, you, it can be with touch or, or just above their body. Um, obviously now Reiki can always be done virtually as well. Um, and the person doesn't even need to be, to be there, um, or, or present during the session. Uh, you can send it to them, you know, while they're washing the dishes or whichever. Um, so it's a very, very flexible practice, which is cool. Um, but to me, what it really means is, uh, holding, holding space and intentionally being with a person and their energy. Um, so in Reiki, what you're encouraged to be doing is you're, you're acting as a vessel for this universal life force, this universal energy to be channeled through you um, and allowing it to go into this person to for their highest good in whatever way it needs to to show up. Um, so if that's for, for an injury, if that's for something more energetic, um, it can help with chakra balancing. Um, there are so many uses for, for Reiki uh, and for me, how I like to use it is just checking in um, with my body and my own energy and topping up different things or or just as a tool to be present. Um, and it's also what helps me connect to, to the universe, the divine, um, my own spiritual team, um, especially when I'm in seasons of doubt. So um, it's kind of... Reiki, I feel like, is like the, the gateway to the, the larger umbrella of energy work. Uh, many practitioners I know, they, they started um, getting, you know, attuned to Reiki because there is a very specific process. Uh, and it's helpful to have, to have structure, to have kind of a method to go through. Um, and there are four levels of, of Reiki attunements. So it can be helpful to you know, walk up that, that ladder. Um, but many people now, they, they practice something more, more general of just energy work and they combine elements of Reiki um, or other spiritual tools that they've, they've learned in order to perform healing in the way that they best know how. Yeah. So, and it, it does mean something different to, to everyone. Um, that's kind of my interpretation as of right now. Uh, and I've done my attunements all the way up to level three, which is, when you're considered a Reiki master, um, I'm putting that in air quotes because I by no means feel like a master at all. Um, but the the fourth and final level is where you are able to to teach and attune others to Reiki. Mm, yeah, um, I want to kind of you know drill you a little bit, Hannah, because you brought up something that was really interesting. I did not know, again, reason why I brought you beautiful ladies here. Um, I did not know that Reiki is is a practice that can be used to connect further to your inner divine or more so your spirit guides. 
So is I know that you've practiced on others, but um, you know you did this as a primarily as a personal practice. Is there um, is there a different approach or like for instance with the sound bowls, right? If you want a certain frequency, you're going to hit it a certain way and you're going to hold it a certain way, and you probably want to be in a specific position and maybe a specific area where the echo will be different. I would I would think I don't know Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but like that, do you then practice Reiki differently and wanting like what the purpose is and what you're getting out to attuning yourself? Yeah. So I would say that, so Reiki as, as a, as a structure, um, it has, the attunements are there to, as your, your energy is up leveling in different ways and you're ready for more. So the first level of Reiki is where you're just doing self-healing. And the second level is when you are actually doing Reiki on others. Um, the third is when you achieve that Reiki master status um, and you can do distance healing. And then the fourth level is where you can um, teach others and attune others. Um, but the, the one thing that I, um, you know, where Reiki, it's, it's not, or the method isn't totally perfect in my eyes is that it can be kind of exclusive in some ways. Um, and I don't think that's the intention of the practice at all. It's just kind of how it's been set up is that it can uh, appear as a, as gatekeeping. Um, so anyone can, can practice energy work, energy healing on, on themselves or on other people. Um, and there's a, there's a process that, that I go through that is taught in Reiki, but in other forms of, of energy healing as well. And it's, you know, grounding, and then, um, and then opening up through, through your crown to receive energy. Um, and then at that point, I also call in my spiritual team. Um, and so that was, Reiki was the first place where I actually became acquainted that, oh, I have a spiritual team. Um, and they are a, a collection of, of characters that I can, um, that I can call on to, to help me in, in this work. Um, and then they, I call on them in lots of other different practices as well. Um, so it's a, Reiki is just a really great gateway or starting point to become, start to become acquainted with these different ideas. Uh, but it's also, it's not, it's not the end point because once I did my Reiki level one and two, I had so many more questions, uh, <laughs> than when I had started. So it's, it's a good framework. It's a good starting point if you're just beginning to get familiar um, with, with energy work or even acknowledging that you have a spiritual team. Um, but then it's going to be a lifelong exploration and journey from there. Mm. You guys have, I mean, hypnotherapy, I was, I've already been like a big fan of, um, but when it comes to sound bathing and with Reiki, you both have piqued my interest, piqued my hunger. Um, so I am myself getting my own little pings. Thank you guys so much for explaining that so comprehensively and so beautifully and so accessibly. And listeners, I hope that that really helps you figure out like these other kind of lingering sexy practices and like, are they really sexy to you? Like, are they really things that you want to try out in your own ways? I think that this is, again, like a continuation within within your own practices and whatever your niche is and whatever aligns with you. And I, I'm wondering, you know, with you guys being these, you know, the leader and, you know, the 
perhaps a supporter of this amazing collective and just your own practitioners as well. Um, you know, what what is it that you think that people should be looking for when they're diving into spirituality or they're diving into exploring further the way that they want to practice their spirituality? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I know for, for myself, I'm absolutely at the intersection of being a wellness seeker and a wellness practitioner, um, as I think many of us are. Um, and having, I would encourage people who, who are, identify as a seeker or who are wanting to learn more to follow where their curiosity um, is leading them. And that's kind of how I've ended up where, where I am um, is just like, Oh, I want to learn more about that. Um, and putting myself in, in experiences or, or workshops or around people who have been able to expand my mind or understanding or consciousness of all of these different modalities or practices um, and I think the, the other thing that I would encourage too is that just because you do your, your Reiki level one or you, you start going to sound baths or any of these different practices, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean anything about you. You know, it doesn't mean like, oh, now you are like this totally spiritual being who believes all these different things. Um, I, that's not, that's not how it was for me. And I felt the pressure to like conform or to be a certain way, um, after going through these, these different trainings or experiences. Um, but I still experience doubt and I still have lots of questions. Um, and all of these, these practices are just that practice. Um, and so removing some of that, the, the judgment or the, the pressure to have it be or feel a certain way, um, at this point, I've had some energetic experiences that I cannot deny, uh, but I still experience times where I'm like, is it really real? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which like, is vulnerable for me to say as someone who is like leading a, a wellness community, but, but it's true. Um, and so just knowing that it's, it's not going to be like, all right, I've got it all figured out forever and I'm always going to believe and I'm always going to, to show up in this way. Um, and allowing your practices and the way you, ways you approach them to evolve as you do. I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, I think that was really, really well put and, um, and really agree that, um, I mean, I really feel like everyone's spiritual, you know, I, the same way that I feel like, I feel like everyone's clairvoyant if they really, you know, tap into it. Um, yes, agree. Yeah. And it, which is really, um, interesting to think about, but, um, what, like what Hannah said, I think just bringing curiosity and openness, um, is a really big element to, you know, if you're starting to explore deeper into your spirituality and, um, and like you were saying, not, uh, not feeling intimidated, I think is really important. Like you've talked a lot about this and that's part of the reason that you started Three Moon Collective is wanting the the wellness and spiritual world to not be this intimidating thing that felt gate kept. Um, and, uh, and I think for anyone who's sort of maybe, I mean, it's, it's a lifelong journey, kind of like you were saying. So um, if anyone feels like they're sort of towards the beginning of that journey and they maybe are intimidated, just don't be, you know, find um, and bring that curiosity to 
um, it's not going to necessarily, I mean, I don't think it almost ever is something where um, you find spiritual practices that, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, you'll be more, uh, ex- it's, it's a lot about expansiveness and it's more expansive if you continue to have that curiosity and openness to um, different ways of going deeper um, into your spirituality. And so um, there's so many wonderful ways of doing that, you know, I think um, maybe for those of us, you know, who grew up in our generation, it was like spirituality is more just like, you know, at least for me as, as a kid, it was just sort of like you grow I grew up Catholic. And so it's just like, there, and to realize like at age 14 or 15, that there was so much else out there, you know, and learning about like Taoism and, you know, all these amazing things, learning about meditation um, was so eye-opening to realize, oh, spirituality is an individual thing. It's a personal thing. Um, it's not necessarily something that um, your spirituality is not going to look like the next person's. Um, that's the beauty of it. So um, just bring that curiosity to what is my, what does my spirituality look like and, um, and what types of things can help me explore it that feel the right, that feel right to me um, is so fascinating and, and a lot of fun. So it should be fun. It should be, um, and it shouldn't be intimidating, I think is the main thing that, um, and Hannah and I have talked about that a lot. And, you know, I want to like take that again, a step further and just, you know, I don't want to like beat a dead horse, but again, the reason why I wanted to bring you two on here, because that is the thing. If we want to comprehensively close magical realness, spirituality 101, then it is that it is that it's don't let it be intimidating. And also these, these episodes have been like 30 minutes to 60 minutes long, like for just only, and there's only 20 episodes, right? And so if you're counting this as three different activities, right, then we've only covered, what is that, 22 different ways you can practice spirituality. And there are so much more beyond that. And so, you know, I haven't brought all of these practices, like I haven't told you about human design chakras and brought people in to tell you about, you know, astrology and crystals and, you know, how to be psychic and moon rituals and building an altar and all of these things, you know. It sounds like you have a next season all planned out. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's very comprehensive. But then again, it isn't. It's comprehensive as an introduction. But again, taking that a step further, it's an introduction. It's not me or any of us or Hannah or Emily telling you to practice all of these things. You don't have to do any of these things to be spiritual. Um, And you know what? Again, to your previous point, Hannah, like these are all forms and really in its true essence of spirituality Man, you just really, you just officially convinced me, um, you know, of spirituality to just like dive into what it is that makes you spiritual and helps you connect to your authentic self and your alignment, right? So it's just like, again, magical. And that's why I wanted this to be like the real first season of magical realness, 
because tapping into your spirituality and being authentic about that and being able to be like, yeah, I'm weird. I do Reiki. Like, you know, or I read tarot cards or whatever that is, you know, like that is so fucking magical. That is you and your element and your bravery to be who you are authentically is just, it's just chef's kiss. Chef's kiss, you know? Yeah. Wow. I feel like we're at such a awakening right now, especially the, okay, today's the new moon. It's an eclipse and we're coming up against uh, to the 21st where there's going to be this amazing conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. It's going to be the first time we're in an air sign for the, since 200 years ago, we've been earth sign. It's just, we've noticed, like we've all noticed that there's just been a real awakening of curiosity to what is spiritual for each person. And there's a lot more, you know, and there's a lot more interest in, you know, tarot, et cetera, which I think is great. And so it's like, I think what that speaking to is just that there's a lot of people are waking up to the real magic of what it is to be alive on this plane, you know, and that Mm -hmm. there's more to it than we might than meets the eye. Um, and that's what's so, so cool to explore, both personally and from a larger sense of what are we all doing here and how are we all connected? And, um, you know, like you talked about the astral plane and um, in that, and it can go all the way to there, you know, going beyond the veil, but it can start with these, these small steps of just, you know, what, it, what am, who am I as a spiritual being? And um, and what types of things help me explore that. So there's, yeah, it's infinite. There's infinite things you could do episodes on and talk about, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I just love the name of this podcast, Magical Realness. Um, <laughs> Thanks, because, <lady>. yeah, <laughs> uh, because to me, you know, I, I know that I personally cannot just live in the realm of magic. You know, I can't just live in the stars. Like I, I need we live in real life, you know, and so we need to know how these how these practices translate and um, and are woven into our, our realities. Um, and for people who you know might be be skeptical or you know kind of give wellness like the side eye um, and these different spiritual practices, is that like at at their base level, they're just providing us more information, more context about our ourselves. Um, and we always have free will, you know, we can, we can choose to, to engage with that or not. Um, but who wouldn't want a little bit more information about, you know, what their, what their signs say about them or what a tarot reading might interpret about their life, um, or how they might feel, you know, in a, in a Reiki or, or sound bathing session. And so that information is invaluable. And even if you're like, okay, I don't know about the the astral plane or any of that kind of stuff, you know, you don't need to you don't need to fully jump on that to, to receive all the benefits of just having more information about what it's like to be a human on this planet, like you said, Emily. Um, and then kind of you can begin to to wade into the waters from there. Yeah. I just realized it's like self-care is really like self-curiosity in a lot of ways. Ooh, it's just I love really that. curious about yourself. Um, yeah. And then it's like, and then that... I do also think it's kind of radical in the sense that if you're pursuing your own healing, um, like I think we talked about in the, the episode um, that we did 
the other podcast on first, but yeah, spiritual um, bitches of Seattle pursuing um, your own healing is not just a radical act for yourself, but it's a radical act for um, a person on being like a human on this planet because it is a gift to those around you to be um, to be interested in um, being a presence that is um, that is present, you know, and that is um, interested in sort of contributing, you know, positively to the world, right? And so it's also a radical act of just re- like respect for yourself and for the world to even pursue a lot of these things. You know, I think a lot of people think of them as, oh, it's kind of like, I don't know, selfish or is it the best use of my time to be, you know, doing self-care, etc., and like exploring spirituality. And I think of it as more like selfless. Like it's like, well, you know, it's selfish in the way that is not a negative thing, you know? Um, and so if for anyone who feels like that's the barrier, like, oh, there's more important things to do for others and things like that, it's a great thing to do for both yourself and for, you know, the others that you share you're the world with you know um so it's an interesting other way to think about it too yeah that's so true Emily I would say that since embarking on this path of self-discovery and self-knowing I've I have noticed that I feel like I'm able to show up for the people that I love and care about in a much more present expansive way Um, because when you're spending that time, you know, uh, working on on yourself or kind of diving deep, um, and doing that, those inner reflections, uh, then you don't need to at, you know, put that on the people that you love as much. Um, and you're just able to, to be there and and hold space for, for them to be able to, to think about or have conversations about these things. Um, so yeah, I hadn't noticed that that had created such a difference for me in the way that I'm able to show up in my relationships, but it's completely. true. Yeah, completely. It does. It, it really helps us yeah, show up for each other. That's exactly it. And so, you know, bring it to, you know, community is, um, as that's, I think that's why, you know, a community like three room is so powerful is we're all kind of like showing up for ourselves and for each other. Mm. And that's powerful. That's really powerful. Yeah, that that is yes, powerful, but again, it is the magic, right? Or at least the magic that I am most attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I talk about this is all is like, you know, pretty much all over my website, you know, and this is something that we talk about in Spiritual Bitches of Seattle and just in general, but like the big MO with Blythe Mitrals is, you know, to help others and to engage in the art of simpatico. And so taking, you know, what you guys have said even a step further, like this is a form of doing that. And, you know, Emily, something that you and I talked about was that living in the art of simpatico is, you know, when you save yourself, you save the world, right? And so exploring in such ways and establishing in such ways, like, you know, being a practitioner, you are creating impact for others, but it's an impact that is in simpatico, what you put outward, you receive. And then when you practice it on an internal level, on a personal level, right, you are just embracing that impact and you're creating an echo of that impact outward for others to pick up and energetically receive. And it's, again, just so goddamn magical. 
Yeah, exactly. It is so magical. And I, and it's like, that's why, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, justice and wellness is so intertwined, because everybody deserves um, to explore their own, you know, healing and spirituality, and it should never be gatekept. And it should be accessible and um and community magic is so real and as we you know discovered in our experiences of real true community magic in action and so i think that's a lot of what we're trying to pursue with true moon is just how do we um how do we continue exploring the ways that justice and wellness are part of the same picture and need to be part of the same picture because, um, and we, we just, we need each other and community is, is, I think this year, especially we've discovered that we need community because we've all struggled and, um, so much and, um, and we've all needed to, we wouldn't have been able to get through this year alone. We need to show up for each other. Um, and so that's why it's so important to, you know, not only be willing to explore these things in yourself, um, but to show, but to be able to show up for others and to make, you know, if you are someone offering these practices, just exploring ways to make them accessible to anybody who might want to um, pursue them. So I feel like that's a really important piece of it. And that's a pe- that's why it's radical to do these things. Yeah. You know, on that, um, listeners, I am going to link to you a really amazing article from Holisticism. As you guys know, um, I think in the previous episode, we were talking to Michelle Pelazon. So, um, you know, on Holisticism, if you have listened to that episode and you haven't looked at Holisticism, look at Holisticism. Um, again, homework because she's amazing. Actually, Hannah introduced me to Holisticism. So that's really cool. Um, but she's got a really great article on uh, just a, at least some different ways that you can think about making your services more accessible, whether that is, you know, like events, but more so paid strategies and how you can break them down um, to, to make it more inclusive. So I will um, link that in the site show notes if you're interested, because, you know, Emily, that's such a great point is like, extending that further and especially if you are in like if you are listening to all of these things within these 19 episodes right if you are have been listening to all of this and you are like oh I want to try this I want to try this I want to try this but I don't know how to or do I have to listen to more podcasts or do you need to read more books or whatever and maybe you want to guide through that you know it's it's something to be conscious of something to be aware of as practitioners that someone could be experiencing that as you know as you know Hannah that you talked about as you are both a seeker and, you know, someone who is a provider, right? So in that that unified stance. Um, and I would really, really urge listeners, you to all go to Three Moon Collective, you know, regardless if you're in the Seattle community or not. I mean, also like virtual, like <laughs> these practitioners are amazing and you can meet with them virtually. Um, but, you know, even like looking at Three Moon Collective as a spiritual expander, right? If you really want to dive into this. You don't have to go to Three Moon Collective, but Three Moon Collective is a really great space to do that. And it's a great space to meet other people who can help you get to those spots that you want to explore that may seem daunting, even with these introductory episodes and our encouragement for it not to not to be too too crazy or to be too intimidating to approach yourself. 
Yeah, we, I mean, I will say that we do have such a um, great kind of roster of trusted people and providers that if you're feeling like, where do I go to even um, find people, um, you know, beyond like, if you don't want to just look on Yelp or something, or I'm sure a lot of the people you've had on, on the podcast are also wonderful providers. So that's a great um, resource as well. Um, and we also, we have a couple of blogs to check out the blog that there's, there's some to do with, you know, um, bringing inclusivity to your work. Like if you are another provider, um, that kind of thing. So, um, I'm just, I guess I'm touting it because I'm, since I'm not the founder, I can be like more braggy, <laughs> yeah. but, um, it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, it's, um, just a, as a resource for, you know, exploring these things. Absolutely. And on top of that, I would love for you guys to touch on before we go, um, you guys are doing more um, or promoting more opportunities to be diverse. Um, it's a new program that you're doing and that you're starting next year. I think January 12th. Yes. Yeah. Can you share more, more information about that? Yeah. So actually, this is great timing because we just uh, put it out there today for the first time. Is um, So we have been working on a series of quarterly um, discussion-based talks uh, called Deconstructing Wellness. And a lot of it has to do with kind of like dismantling our ideas of wellness and then exploring how we can bring inclusivity and justice and diversity and equity into the wellness world where it might be missing, et cetera. So important conversations, conversations that have been happening in 2020 and that we want to make sure are continuing to happen in 2021 and beyond. It's a kickoff to the series and it's going to be led by this incredible um, organization called Holistic Underground. And they are just really full of wisdom, um, the people that work with them are going to help facilitate this conversation. Um, and it's going to be called Courageous Conversations for Creating Equity um, and, you know, centering it in wellness and healing and, and in that kind of world. Um, so the people that we know at Holistic Underground are just so inspiring, so incredible, and could not be more excited that they're the ones who are starting this off for us. It's going to be great. So if you're interested... We would love to have some of these listeners there. Yeah. And I think on top of that, if you are listening to this, you know, outside of January 12th, like if you're listening to this way off of that, you know, raise my hand. I do that all the time. Find podcasts, go back to the start. Yeah. Um, this is something that you guys are doing. Like this is this is a new implementation within Three Moon Collective. So if that conversation sounds juicy, but it's past January 12th, just go to the page. I'll link it into the show notes and check out what they have available this this yeah, is a beautiful right. addition be more and so it, yeah i guess just the easiest way would be dreammooncollective.com slash deconstructing hyphen wellness <laughs> and there'll be more so our second one is in april and that's going to be more exploring um uh like gender identity and fluidity and and um and holding space and honoring that so that'll be a really cool follow-up yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm really, really stoked to see you guys do this. I am so stoked that I had both of you wonderful hype ladies to, <laughs> to <laughs> hype all the things. Um, and yeah, and I just also wanted to give a shout out to Emily for working so hard on all of this Jedi um, initiatives that justice, equity, diversity and inclusion uh, to really make that be a big part of Three Moon Collective and, you know, expanding that definition of self-care to also include 
community care. Um, and so the only other thing that I, I would, I would share and add, um, is the way that we keep people updated on all of these different things is through our, our weekly newsletter, which is styled as a weekly wellness guide. Um, and so we include, you know, all the virtual wellness events that are coming up, um, along with a, a selection of interesting articles from on the web that are on, um, subjects related to, to well-being. Um, and then announcements from, from our community. So you can find different specials or offerings, or, you know, if you're always feeling like you, you're missing that, that course or that online workshop, um, this is the place to have it all captured in one email that gets delivered on Mondays. Um, so you can feel very in tune and plugged into, uh, the wellness scene, um, while also getting some, some stuff to, to start some conversations and, and get you thinking about, you know, your place in in the wellness world and and what that means to you. Yes. I love this newsletter. It is one of my favorites. I wake up on Mondays and I love opening my phone like immediately and looking to see what beautiful Hannah has written to, to us this week. It is, it is such, is such a highlight. I really, really love it. It's a great thing to have in your inbox if you are, uh, I, you know, as a wellness provider, yes, but as a wellness seeker, it's, it is, it is a spot for you and for other areas where you can continue to, you know, expand, expand on where you want to explore. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite part usually is like, it starts with Hannah's reflections on like where we're at or, you know, Mm -hmm. what's on her mind. And it's always just, um, it's just really nice for sort of centering like the moment that we're in as a collective (laughs) people, but also just really always interesting to hear her perspective on, um, you know, where she's at with it and, or where we might all be at. So yeah, it's definitely worth the follow. Yes. I will have a direct link to that in the site show notes. Um, but you can also just go to threemooncollective.com. It's on their website. It'll pop up because, uh, you know, that's what happens. And just sign up for it. It's totally, totally worth it. Um, also, if you want to, you can email me. And if you want me to forward you the email, I will forward you the email. Whatever is accessible for you to get on this newsletter, you just reach out, my friend. You have options. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Emily, is there anything additionally that you would like to plug before we go? Oh, um, <laughs> for Breeze Holistic. Yeah, you can just go to breezeholistic.com if you <laughs> want to learn more about my services. Um, I'm always happy to, to chat about them too. So there's a way to contact me through there. Um, yeah. So if, if you're intrigued by hypnotherapy and you have more questions, which is common, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, or if you want to explore, you know your um, nutrition or if you're herb curious always love to talk about those things as well so um so yeah feel free to visit um and yeah I just this was a great conversation I'm so happy we were able to have it um and I feel so lucky to be you know um, in space with both of you in here yeah yeah. Ditto. Ditto. Um, you can follow Three Moon Collective on Instagram at Three Moon Collective. Um, you can follow Hannah at, it's Hannah Exner, right? It's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah Exner. And then if you want to follow beautiful Emily, you can just go to at Breeze Holistic. Again, I will have these in the show notes. I have got your back. You are supported. Ladies, you have been here with me 
even further than what we had originally intended. And I know your time is valuable. So if you listeners have reciprocated something from this, something substantial, it would be such an energetic, beautiful way to give that back by reaching out to them. Let them know what you really liked. Um, Comment, like, share, uh, you know, suggest, send it to someone, anyone, you know, send that energy somewhere because they are such beautiful voices and they need to be heard. So your help in that would just be the ultimate gift. Also, you can join the Patreon, all of the normal details that you've been hearing for the last 10 episodes plus. Um, Go ahead, dive into those. You know the drill. We got one more episode in Spirituality 101 coming up real soon. You've got this, my friends. You are beautiful. You are spiritual. You are magical. Thank you again, Hannah. Thank you again, Emily. You both gorgeous souls. And that is it, my friends. Until next time, I'll talk to you then. Thank you, Brittany Marie. You're the hostess with the mostest. (laughs) 